Welcome to Marriage Devotionals with Jeff and Debbie, a weekly opportunity to listen in as they share their personal devotionals to encourage you and yours. And now, here's your hosts, national speakers and authors, Jeff and Debbie. Hey guys, today is March 30th and um, we've been out for a couple of weeks dealing with this COVID-19 situation like everybody else has and having to drastically change uh, the way we're doing life and ministry. And um, obviously all of our speaking engagements got canceled um, probably through the rest of this year, but certainly through all of the spring. And so we were really having to pivot to try to figure out how do we bring in other um, income into our ministry to be able to keep it afloat. So we've been uh, really busy focused on that and just focused on helping our church and um, all of that kind of stuff like everybody else is. So uh, I um, want to apologize for the fact that uh, I think I've fallen into an old trap when I went into crisis management mode. Uh, I, I put aside this time for Debbie and I to be doing uh, this devotional because I was reacting to the immediate and um, into the crisis, and so I allowed it to draw me away from um, really staying anchored in the foundation of the one who is over this crisis. And um, so I just want to apologize to you guys. I apologize to Debbie as well that uh, I was getting up way early every morning and working until late at night every night just trying to help make ends meet, but uh, I, I can't allow myself to get distracted uh, by the most important way to be able to deal with this or any other crisis. So maybe I do apologize to you again for that. I thank you for that apology. I will say that, you know, um, I've spent so much more time in prayer um, than usual. And so I just keep seeing my anxiety as God's voice calling me closer to him. And so we may not have done, you know, um, formal devotionals, but that hasn't kept me from having that that time with yeah. the Lord. Um, so, if if any of you are in that same boat and you've just kind of put this off and are starting to pick it up later, um, don't let Satan get you um, trapped into thinking, "Well, I don't really even deserve to start back up again." Um, maybe you have been having more time in prayer, um, but. Um, Regardless, we're, we're glad you've joined us today, and uh, today's is called The Resurrection Promise, which of course is a big, timely discussion today. This one is based on Mark 9, 30 through 32. They left that place and passed through Galilee. Jesus did not want anyone to know where they were because he was teaching his disciples. He said to them, the Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him and after three days he will rise. But they did not understand what he meant and were afraid to ask him about it. So here they really focused on the 31st verse. The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of men. They will kill him, and after three days he will rise. Then they've got just an anonymous quote, Death died when Christ rose. Death surrounds us. Wow, this is timely. Mm. I want to look back and see when he wrote this. Death surrounds us. It is on our TVs and in our newspapers. It has taken family members and friends. It will come to each of us. 
For all who are crushed by the reality of the fall, Jesus gives this promise. There is a resurrection. Perhaps we have heard this from the pulpit so often that we have lost a sense of amazement over this impossible claim. But think about it. This just does not happen, at least not visibly. Most religions have some concept of an afterlife, but a man being physically raised from the dead? No one ever made such a claim, except Jesus. Even his disciples, who had seen him raise Lazarus, a widow's son, and a little girl, were dumbfounded. They didn't know what to make of this prediction, because it was beyond the realm of possibility. People die, and they are buried, period. But Jesus erased the period. His resurrection, far from being an exclusive privilege of the Son of God, means everything for us. It, is re- it reversed the curse of death that we brought upon ourselves at the fall. It is the regenesis, the beginning of a new creation, and we are invited to be a part of it. The promise of this resurrection is astounding. Every privilege of the risen Jesus in all of His glory is offered to us to partake in. It is the reality of the eternal promises of God. In His resurrection, He intercedes for us at the right hand of God, as Hebrews 7.25 says. He lives in us, John 14.20 and Galatians 2.20. And He exercises all authority in heaven and on earth, Matthew 28.18. Not only is He exalted, but we are seated with Him in heavenly places, Ephesians 2.6. We are fellow heirs of his inheritance, Romans 8, 17. And we have eternal life, John 6, 40. These are magnificent and astonishing truths. We could spend a lifetime, make that an eternity, letting them seek in. Today, meditate and marvel at the promise of the resurrection. Well, that's exactly what we need to do today. Wow to meditate and marvel at the promise of the resurrection. I really like the part that talks about um, it's, it's everything for us, the fact that the resurrection is. It reversed the curse of death that we brought upon ourselves at mm-hmm. the fall. Yeah. You know, this whole coronavirus, um, specifically, a lot of people are, are dying from it. And we've said for the last few weeks, I don't know how people are getting through this that don't have hope in Christ, mm-hmm. um, that specifically don't have hope in a resurrection, that we, we, we are going to get to go to heaven. Yeah. And, and even though sometimes it seems like, oh, well, that's just a simple thing to say. Um, if the coronavirus is the timing of our death, my mom's death, our uh, other people's, you know, in our family, then we have that hope of knowing that we'll be resurrected, that, yeah. that there's more to life than just this life. Yeah. Um, I think that's why so many people are scared at this point. They just think of this world and this daily stuff as all there is to life. Yeah. And the whole promise of having an eternity that we can be glad for, um, I don't know, just gives me peace even in the midst of all this unknown. Yeah, I completely agree. Like you said earlier when we started, even though we haven't been doing this devotional for the last couple of weeks, um, we've both been maintaining this constant state of prayer, praying for families that we hear about and praying for protection of those people that we love, praying for wisdom to know how to take care of it. Um, 
but there's a difference between praying these prayers of, and I'm not saying that you've done this or that that I've just done this, but I think we all can get caught up in praying these prayers of heartbreak. Lord, I'm, I feel so bad for that family. And I think that that's okay. We're praying out of a compassionate heart. But it's important that our prayers don't stop at the same place that the stories on TV do. Right. So the stories on TV are, what a heartbreaking story. This had a sad ending. Right. You never hear a television story saying, but that actually is not the end. This person <laughs> was a believer, right. and this actually was almost a new beginning. That's right. And here's the rest of the story, yeah. as uh, what's his name used to say. Mm -hmm. And so I think we've got to make sure that even in our prayers, as we're praying for these people that we hear about who are, are suffering death in their family, or perhaps some of the people that are listening uh, to the podcast even, I think we've got to be careful to make sure that we're praying through to the rest of the story and that we're keeping our context on that, that this is terrible, but it's all under God's sovereignty and He has victory over this already. Right. And yeah. that victory is the resurrection. That's, and that's right. And I mean, here we are a, a week away from Easter, of course, and that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. um, that that Christ didn't just die, that he was resurrected. Yeah. And that whole beginning again, that whole newness and that whole death doesn't get the final say is what I'm holding on to mm. right now. That's really good. Mm. Hey, um, I want us to pray after that. I want it to end on that, but I want to apologize because I realized that I just went from you and I just having our devotional to I started teaching and preaching to the Thank people you. that are listening. And I just broke our big rule we've been trying to protect and all of that. I think it's just me wanting to try to help people, but right. that wasn't the purpose of us doing this time. So Thank you. I apologize for that. I, I, I love the fact that you just really made us realize that Easter this year probably means more mm -hmm. to us and to the rest of the world than maybe it has in our lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. God, resurrected one. Wow. Mm. Thank you for giving us hope, even in death. Mm. Amen. Lord, thank you so much for thousands of years ago providing the answer for every generation, for every struggle, for every crisis, for us to be able to know that no matter what the enemy unleashes on this world, you will bring us to you. You will save us. You will lift us from this place where there is no more crying, no more pain, no more tears. The fact that no matter what the enemy does, he doesn't get to have the end of the story and the final word. In your name I pray. Amen.